Hello, and welcome to the Blog You Want in a Time You Have podcast, the show that empowers you to stop making excuses to not blog and realize the potential of content marketing. I'm your host, Scott Winteroth, co-founder of contentacademy.com. I invite you to join me each episode for actionable strategies for elevating your blog to the next level and hear from other content rock stars who will share with you exactly what keeps them on task so you can stop wishing for success and start living to your fullest potential. Ready? Three, two, one, publish. What's up, the blog you want in time you have listeners? This is Scott Winnerth, and this is episode number 50. Wait, what's that? Oh, I'm sorry. Episode number 40 of the blog you want in the time you have. Look, I want to talk about some tools for editing your blog's photos and graphics. If you've been following the blog you want in time you have podcast, the last two episodes, I have really dived into using photos. The first episode, number episode number 38, I talked about sourcing for stock images. And episode number 39, I talked about resizing your images and why you need to do that. And ultimately optimizing your blog's performance because of your, your image optimization. And in this episode, I want to talk about editing your photos and creating graphics with programs like Photoshop and other great resources you can find on the web to do so. Um, But before we get started, before we sort of reach away from WordPress, I thought we should talk about the photo editing tools built right into WordPress. And if you're using WordPress version 3.0 or, you know, a current version of WordPress, there are actually some basic photo editing tools built right into the the content management system. And they're, they're sort of hidden. This photo editing tool is a great way to basically edit some photos if you need to crop, flip, or rotate images. Um, you probably maybe haven't even noticed it's been there all this time. But basically, whenever you upload an image, there is actually a button just below the image that says edit. And in there, it opens up a dialogue where you can basically go through and select if you want to crop, rotate, or edit the photo, or flip, like flip it uh, on its y, X or Y axis. So this is really great if you're in a pinch and you just basically need to do some very, very basic self, uh, uh, photo editing while you are uploading images and working and creating content with your blog. Of course, this is probably more primed for photos that would accompany a blog post versus photos that would be used for like your theme or for your logos or anything like that. So um, it works best with JPEGs or photos that would basically accompany a blog post or use it with any other. It's really a great tool. Uh, and actually a pretty solid uh, photo editing experience right built right into WordPress and a, a great tool. It takes a little bit of, of knack to figure it out. That's why I've created a video tutorial. And if you go to blogyouwant.com slash 40 or 40, you can watch my video tutorial on how to use the photo editor. It's pretty short because it's a pretty simple tool, but I thought it would be easier just to show you versus tell you. So basically head on over to blogyouwant.com slash 40 to go check that out. Also, this is for both platforms WordPress.com and WordPress.org. Both of them have really similar photo editing tools. The only difference is WordPress.org also allows you to resize and to uh, rescale the images into a different proportion, which on WordPress.com I noticed you can't do that, and I don't know why. But most importantly, these are are really just, it's just a photo manipulation tool, which basically has very basic tools. It's actually not very different than if you were to use the photo um, tools within Mac or within the PC, like the uh, the preview, photo preview in, on the Mac, where you actually can do some pretty basic photo editing tools right on your Mac or on your PC as well. I think it's um, the Windows Uh, image tool on the PC, if you will. But that, I mean, so that does some basic photo editing that will crop and and constrain and do all kinds of stuff. But basically, 
I want to talk a little bit about working with images beyond simply just cropping and doing that stuff and talking about what would you do if you wanted to actually add, like, for example, text in your images or to create graphics to accompany your blog posts. This is definitely a skill that is in demand. Uh, writers who can basically write great and as well as be able to promote their their content with creating photos and posting uh, different types of multimedia to social networks are definitely more in demand. And if you're going to blog, you might as well kind of run the gamut and learn how to do all the stuff. Because if you don't, then you're not going to be able to um, really maximize your, your blogging and content marketing efforts. So before I get too far into it, I definitely want to mention too that the block, the new block editor in WordPress, aka Gutenberg, is a really has some actually uh, additional tools for for doing more than what you could have just done uh, about a year or so ago. There's actually a new cover block in the WordPress Gutenberg editor, or I should call the the block editor, that allows for you to not only upload a photo into your post content, but actually add some basic text on top of it, which is great. It's a step in the right direction, but it's not going to help you create like a striking social media visual that you can use to promote your blog post on Facebook and Twitter, etc. Uh, it's really just again a basic tool that to more or less help you add text on top of an image within your content. So, um, you know, of course, each photo editing tool that I'm going to mention in this episode comes with its own learning curves, and savvy creators will take the time to learn each of these programs so they know what to use and when. I know for me, um, I like to just kind of keep abreast with what's going on in each of these programs because you never know what's what's going to be the next gem or what's going to be easier to use. Uh, to easier to use, easy to deploy, or you know, save a little, save a couple bucks because whatever's cheaper. But um, there are tons of editing tools out there, and if you're, on, it, of course, it depends on if you're on a Mac or a PC or a Chromebook. You may only have access to some of these recommendations, but here I wanted to showcase a handful of tools uh, and programs that I recommend you give a try and learn how to use, so you can create your best content. I'm going to start with the one tool that I think makes you a serious content creator followed by some other more accessible programs and smart tips for getting more done, especially with creating images and creating graphics. So my number one tool, hands down, uh, and I'm willing to pay any every penny for it, is Adobe Photoshop. Adobe Photoshop to me is like the tool I use every day. And if you want to become a serious content creator, we're to a point where you're actually starting to profit from your content and just be an overall more well-rounded digital marketer or content marketer, then I really think it requires you to make a little bit of an investment into the tools that you have. You know, my father, you know, was a carpenter and he needed a toolbox of tools whenever he went to the job. He had to buy his own tools to go to the job. Adobe Photoshop for me is like that. I got to have my Adobe Photoshop in order to do my line of work. And I, I think for everyone out there, unfortunately, Adobe Photoshop is not like WordPress where it's free, Adobe Photoshop is actually quite an investment, but it's definitely uh, one of the best investments you can make, especially investing your money and your time to learn how to use it. Really, the entire creative suite of Adobe products, there's the Adobe Creative Suite, is our pro-level tools that you can use each one of these tools to elevate your content and really overall amp your value as a creator. I probably use Photoshop every day, as I mentioned, and the good news is there are tons of great tutorials all over the web for how to use Photoshop for photo editing, image manipulation, and even some graphics. I mean, I use Photoshop to edit photos, most probably mostly, but uh, that's not the only thing I use it for. I use it to create like graphics to accompany my blog posts, to create social media graphics like I use to promote this post, or at least, if anything, get a template from somebody and then use Photoshop to edit the text within the social media graphics and also I use it to create all kinds of cool stuff um, that from logos to prototyping websites to basically it's just a great layered tool where you can create layered files 
um, for graphics creation and photo editing. I really think it's something that everyone should invest in hands down. Um, and I'm, I'm going to share some screenshots on the show notes of this episode with all the things you can do with Adobe Photoshop. So be sure to check out episode number 40 in, at blogyouwant.com to, to check out the visuals that accompany this post. So, I mean, Photoshop at the end of the day is really ideal for when you need to take, to take some special cropping or sizing needs. Um, like photo, WordPress will do cropping, but sometimes you need to like crop it into a circle Right, or you need to crop, you need to remove the background to uh, create like a transparent image, and that really you kind of need a program like Photoshop to do that. Also, um, you could use Photoshop to touch up photos, like for example, maybe you, the photos have red eye, or maybe uh, you have a mole you want to remove. Whatever you can use these programs to, or remove an entire person from a photo. You can use the uh, photo manipulation tools in Photoshop to do that, and they're getting really sophisticated and really awesome. So definitely something to check out. Uh, with Adobe Photoshop, I create images and, and overlays. Like I can create a graphic or I can create like overlays of photos. So for example, if I wanted to create like a text layer on a photo, but the text, you know, sometimes when you have like a, a pretty light photo and then you put like white text on top of it, you can't really read the text. So sometimes you need to create like a, a, a solid layer or a like gradient or something to help make the text pop. And you can do that in Adobe Photoshop, pretty easy to do. Uh, although there's a lot of things to learn, you just have to do it a little bit at a time. And ultimately you can add shapes to your photos or whatever to create some type of graphic. I know like, for example, I talk about the digital acquisition cycle, which is an infinite loop type graphic I've created. And I did all that in Adobe Photoshop. And and it's something that, you know, I'm really grateful I've, I've spent the last 15 years using Photoshop because uh, it's something I use every day and it's becoming more and more popular and in demand. So I don't care if you haven't used it at all, have no idea what it is. Today's the day to start learning. No better time to plant a tree than today. So go check it out. Um, you know, and there, there are probably some better suited apps for doing different things, especially even within the creative suite of apps. Like for example, there's InDesign, there's Illustrator, there is other, um, there's Adobe uh, XD now, which is for prototyping. But really, if you can't, like, if you don't want to get the entire suite, you can get Adobe Photoshop and Adobe Lightroom for a really, uh, it's like a hundred dollars a year, which I think is a, not a huge investment for your blogging and definitely well worth it. It's really a powerful tool. I'm, I've said this a million times, so you're probably thinking, okay, Scott, get on with it. But it, basically it's a, such a powerful tool. It has so many features. It can be very overwhelming. And I probably only use about half of the actual features you could use in Adobe Photoshop, even to today after using it for like 15 years. But definitely just start learning a little bit at a time. Go in there and start cropping a photo. I know I introduced Heather, my wife, uh, a.k.a. the Bohemian Trixie on Twitter to Photoshop a year, few years ago. And she kind of had a, she was kind of overwhelmed with the learning curve when it, when it came to getting started with Photoshop. But you know what? Uh, I'm really impressed after a, just a few years, she's really starting to, to amp up her game and do a lot of really cool stuff with it. So it can be learned. You just have to ha sort of start throwing some photos in there and start manipulating things. I know when I first started using it, I was just having fun, you know, manipulating photos of my friends and, you know, like, you know, swapping their heads out or doing something stupid. But you know what? That stuff was all great experience in terms of learning how to uh, do more advanced stuff with Photoshop. Got to give a shout out to Flern, P-H-L-E-R-N. Aaron Nace, I think they do a great job in terms of Adobe Photoshop tutorials. He's got a wonderful YouTube channel of lots of great tutorials and some premium stuff. So definitely go check them out. That's definitely a recommended uh, resource for learning Photoshop, especially if you want to get more into artwork, like photo manipulation and that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, Photoshop is not for everyone. Uh, there are other photo editing tools out there that are viable alternatives to Photoshop as well. I just figured I would mention them because not everyone likes Photoshop, but 
But ultimately, Affinity Designer is another one that's available for both the Mac and PC. I've heard really good things about it. I've considered purchasing it myself over the years. Uh, but like I said, I'm such a uh, Photoshop uh, standby that I haven't done so. I might. I might in the future. Uh, Sketch is only for the Mac, but Sketch is also really popular, especially from like UX, UI designers. I know I'm hearing a lot more about Sketch these days. And of course, there's always the open source uh, free GIMP program. It's the GIMP editor, G-I-M-P. And of course, all the links for these recommendations will be available in the show notes at blogyouwant.com slash 40. All right, so alternatively, there are other options for editing photos these days too. And there are plenty of web-based programs that let you sort of create graphics and manipulate photos, especially if you just want to add some text on top of a photo. And I thought I would mention those. I think these are definitely so much more accessible you know they're really simple to use you basically sign up for them you start using them and not only are they easy to use they're pretty low cost i mean basically some of them are free to use uh some of them are pretty low cost or freemium you know you get you get to use it for free for a little bit but then you might have to upgrade if you want to do anything advanced so my three recommendations and there are more if you have other ones that you'd like to recommend please feel free to leave a comment in the show notes but ultimately uh the three that i'm going to recommend is canva stencil and adobe spark and we'll i'll talk about each one of them and why but basically these programs are great tools for creating web graphics on your mobile device too like if you're on the go and you want to just do it on your device or tablet or pc or or desktop you can use these programs they're web-based so like you don't have to install anything on your computer so if you're using like a google chromebook or you're using like more of a a netbook where you don't have a a full-fledged like production computer in front of you then again these can be really great programs especially while you're traveling or just on the go or or every day really but uh not only do they sort of like provide a great editing interface but they also often include many templates which is nice if you don't really want to start from scratch and you just want to grab a template and swap out some images and swap out some text hey that's great i'm all for it i love doing that um, and you also can access like popular stock photography archives right from within the app so like literally it's like search plop paste good to go share it on your social media platform so uh, sometimes i do reach for these programs just because they're so much easier than going and creating a um, graphic in photoshop now i mean for my blog content i create stuff in photoshop but if i just want to create some like social media only content like i just want to share like a motivational quote that i've thought of or found then i'm i might grab one of these programs versus trying to reinvent the wheel from when I get started. So, so yeah, so let's talk about each, each one of them. Canva is definitely a great tool. Canva.com. Great tool. They have lots of features in terms of creating social media graphics and other digital content. Even like if you're going to create like an ebook cover, like Canva's got a great thing. I created a, uh, a PDF download type uh, lead magnet the other day and I used Canva for the cover and it was fantastic. It took me like five minutes and I was done. So, um, I'll, you know, I'll throw a link into that, into the show notes too, so you can check that out. It's a WordPress lead magnet thing I did. I'm just showing you you don't have to download it but but ultimately um definitely check that out basically great if you don't want to take the time commitment to learn photoshop and you just want a great tool that works that has a great mobile app experience has a great web-based experience and you could download both in a pdf or in a jpeg format which is nice as well uh or maybe it's not jpeg maybe it's ping i will find out and let you know but basically, that's that's one that's great. My another favorite that I've used for years is called Stencil, and Stencil is a program that lets you create social media friendly graphics just like Canva. But I love it because it works like in Google Chrome, and it's a Google Chrome extension. So like, no matter what page I'm on, I can click the Stencil icon, and a little uh, dialog will appear, and I can literally search for my images 
add my text and then boom, share it on social media. It's so easy to use. Uh, I don't believe they have a mobile app, but again, it's really a really slick web-based experience. And what I like about it is that it has the um, ability to switch between the different canvases. So like if, let's say I create a, an image for Facebook, so it's proportionate direct per, you know, the correct size pixels for Facebook, I can easily switch it to Instagram story templates or uh, Twitter templates easily. I don't have to basically, all you gotta do is switch it and then move the stuff around and hit share. It makes it really easy to create a graphic that would be multi-dimensional on different platforms. And then finally, um, Adobe Spark. Adobe Spark is actually just like Photoshop owned by Adobe, but Adobe Spark is just a really cool platform that I'm keeping an eye on because it basically has some really great mobile apps for creating images and video. They're two separate apps. One's called Adobe uh, Spark Post and one's called Adobe Spark Video. And Spark Post is a great app for creating templated social media graphics just like Canva and Stencil, but it's really slick on the mobile phone. And then I love Adobe Spark Video, which is probably more my favorite recommendation of the two, which is great for creating sort of social media friendly videos that you can share. And even if you want to just kind of kind of create a collage of images and turn them into a kind of faux video, you can do that with Adobe Spark. Although programs like Facebook are starting to do that as well. But you know, if you want to share it on other platforms like Twitter or Instagram or whatever, you can use Adobe Spark to create those like uh, square videos that are maybe a collage of images with some text on top. It's really cool. I definitely recommend checking it out. I don't believe it's completely free. I believe it's freemium, meaning you can use a little bit of it for free and then they'll charge you for a pro or, or they'll want you to get into the Adobe Creative Suite. But it's not super expensive and it's definitely accessible to get a hold of. So I definitely recommend getting to know all of these programs and other ones that are sort of popping up every day uh, because they can really help you amp up your game and provide quick and easy access to when you want to do some content on the go. You know, one thing I love is like when Heather's driving, I can basically create like social media graphics in the car while she's driving. And I love that. It's a huge time saver and I can just queue up my social media content for the week and not have to worry about it or as many as much as long as I can anyways. I don't know how long we're in the car, but obviously I can create one or two, get it out there and create uh, create some great content. And so of course, all the above recommendations factor in that you are investing your time into creating great content. Sometimes I even outsource my graphics and here's some of my hidden tips for getting content done correctly. Now, just like I mentioned, I'm, I'm, I'm on the go a lot, you know, either we're traveling or I'm at work or, or I've got other content uh, priorities or client priorities. And basically sometimes I like to outsource. And I like to outsource because it's a smart way to sort of scale my content creation efforts. So sites like freelancer.com, fiverr.com, 99designs.com, and upwork.com are great ways, are great places where you can post requests and view freelancer profiles to basically hire people for your design needs. Uh, these are, are a great way to sort of source for unique content and, and outsource so you can focus on what you do best. So for me, maybe it's I should focus on writing while outsourcing because writing needs my voice. I can't really out, you can outsource writing, but in, in my opinion, it's really more efficient for me to do my own writing and then focus on outsourcing stuff that's easier to outsource, like image editing, photo editing, podcast editing, that stuff I can outsource and I don't have to do it so I save time. So this is especially helpful when you're at a point where you're trying to scale your blogging efforts. So, um, and really go from being just a hobby blogger into a legit content marketing or, or online publication. So definitely consider outsourcing as you can. Of course, you'll need a little bit of a budget. You'll have to be able to pay these people. Uh, the more you can outsource and the more you can do that, the better off you'll be and the more you'll be able to scale into a larger thing that's more than just simply a hobby blog. I also think it's important that you learn how to create your own image and graphics or at least some of it. 
But when you're ready, then you should consider outsourcing content uh, because the more you know, the more you'll save for sure. So definitely think about um, learning some. And if anything, know what the more you know and the more you're able to explain to people what you want them to do for you, the better off you'll have outsourcing and freelancing, hiring freelancers and managing a team. So be sure to consider that while uh, outsourcing. You know, and, and ultimately, I think really the ability to be able to outsource and explain to others what you want them to do for you and be able to negotiate prices and deadlines for people to do work for you is definitely a skill in itself. I mean, it takes practice. I know the first couple of times I started outsourcing stuff, I, I got frustrated and just thought I wanted to just do it myself because it'd be easier. But the more I realized that I have to really work with people and really try to understand what they need from me, the better off it became. And really, I think that's a skill in itself that's valuable in many, many ways. So uh, definitely consider that that it takes practice to learn how to outsource. But when you do it well and you're able to get some stuff done, then it can be highly, highly valuable and really help you grow your team and scale into a a solid uh, production uh, system. And if anything, even just having a team in place for when you are ready to scale can be the right thing. So just going out there, meeting people and saying, hey, you know what, this person could be a great person for when I'm ready to outsource. Uh, just don't waste your time. So yeah. All right. So a couple more things. I wanted. I have a couple like random recommendations that I wasn't really like sure where to put. So I thought I would just leave them here at the end. So um, a couple other recommendations for like really cool tools that I found lately for image editing and graphic creation. Um, this website that just came to my radar recently is called remove.bg and is a, a fantastic tool for removing the background of images that have a face in them. So, for example, I took a photo with Jonah and I the other day, and I wanted to remove the background because it's going to be on the website. And I uploaded it to remove.bg, and boom, it removed the background like so quickly, and it was amazing. You know, otherwise, I would spend hours doing something like that in Adobe Photoshop, which I mean, I still might do that sometimes. But but this program did it really quickly, and it was like amazing. So definitely something to consider. I think it uses like an algorithm to figure it out. I don't really know, but it works great. And again, they offer some free, but you can use it. Um, you can use it. It's it's not expensive. It's like a dollar per photo if you go, like do more than five a month or something like that. So definitely a site to check out and bookmark for future use. Another one that I just I just downloaded the app the other day for my Mac, which is Giphy. So you've probably heard of Giphy before. It's a website like it's a repository for like GIF images. You know, I talked about actually GIFs in episode number uh, thirty nine. But it's a really cool site for looking for like fun uh, pop culture GIFs, if you will, to share. But they actually have a really cool tool that allows you to create your own GIFs. And if you download the Giphy app for Mac or for PC, and they actually even have an iPhone app too, I assume they have an Android app as well, you can create GIFs on your phone or on your PC and then upload them to their platform. And then, again, of course, share them on your blog or share them on social media. So I just thought that was a really cool tool, and it was free. And they had some really great templates and and like um, emojis and stuff like that in it. So definitely worth checking out and then finally this is not like this is not really related to the other two but but i just had went to a presentation the other night at the chicago web pros meetup and i learned about an app called famous it's at famous f-a-m-o-u-s.co famous.co and it's really a fantastic tool for creating immersive web experiences and i'm not being paid to promote this or anything like that i just thought i would share it because they're just getting started they're actually just in beta now but ultimately, if you want to create like some really fantastic web experiences that are almost like um, app-like experiences for 
uh, your website. So like maybe you create a really long blog post and you want to create like an app-like experience on the mobile phone. I think this Fames tool is going to be a, a killer way of doing that. So if you want like uh, Instagram or um, instant story type Facebook type instant story or Instagram type instant story for your blog post on your WordPress blog, definitely check out famous.co and they're, they're in pre-launch now they're in beta and check it out and you'll see how what I'm, i mean it's just a really fantastic program it's probably more for designers if you will but they have a really intuitive interface that you can create your own uh, layouts and stuff like that and even add video it's just it's just amazing so go check it out i'm excited to use that more in the future in fact i'm thinking about launching one of my courses with it so stay tuned definitely subscribe to this podcast if you want to hear more about this course i try to create with famous one of these days maybe i'll uh, youtube my way through it so i can show you yeah so in summary uh basically i've mentioned a lot of great tools that you can use to photo editing but create graphics for your blog. So Photoshop to me is still hands down. It's the grandfather, granddaddy of photo editing. The more you know with Photoshop, the better. I mean, when people like look for candidates for jobs, they usually recommend Photoshop experience, right? You can definitely get by with programs like Canva. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, everything you can do in Canva, you can do in Photoshop. But not everything you can do in Photoshop, you can do in Canva. So just keep that in mind. I mean, Canva's great. I love it. I think it's a great uh, a great program. I'm excited to see them grow over the years. But it's not the end-all, be-all. I know a lot of people like Canva just because it's easy to get into. But I really, really recommend you learn some more Photoshop. Or at least, if anything, look at some tutorials about how it works. Because I think it's a great program. And it's really been an enabler for me to be able to do much more of my own. And just really be a, a more productive content creator. So uh, definitely check out Photoshop. Definitely consider outsourcing when you you know when the time is right. I mean, I I don't outsource a ton of image manipulation, but when it comes to graphics, yes, I do outsource some graphics. Whether it's to a local designer here in Chicago or someone on the the interwebs, if you will. Sometimes it's just easier when you have a third party do it, and especially with sites like Fiverr.com, where like it's like five bucks or ten dollars, you can sometimes have two or three different people do the same graphic, and then you could just pick from the one that you like because it's not a huge investment. So yeah, so you spend thirty to forty bucks, but at least you're going to get exactly what you want. I mean, that's especially helpful if you're creating like a lead magnet cover or something where you want something to look really nice. But um, you're not sure to like just one person doing it for five bucks is going to get you what you need. So definitely consider that. Learn how to outsource. I mean, that that is a skill in its own. I probably should do an entire episode on that. And I think I will in the future. But really learn how to outsource. In fact, in one of my, my core workshops I do, we talk about preparing a powerful website in terms of creating a storyboard, in terms of creating a job description for your projects. So definitely it's a skill and it's definitely something that's in demand. So learn how to outsource and focus on doing what you do best. At the end of the day, you are the leader, you are the creator, you are the person who probably should be sort of really focusing on writing and creating content or or doing on-camera work or doing on, on-air work like podcasting. So focus on that because you can't really outsource that. But you can't outsource all the editing, all the photo stuff, all the marketing and promotion. Just outsource what you can when you can. Obviously, when you're getting started, you're only 100 posts in or whatever. You probably don't have the resources yet. But as soon as you start sort of building a sustainable ecosystem around your blog and around your content where you can start to earn money from what you're doing, then I highly recommend sort of doubling down, taking some of that money, and focusing on hiring people so you can scale your efforts into becoming the blog you really want. 
So of course, you can find all the links and resources I mentioned in this episode, plus that video tutorial on the WordPress editor by going to the website, bloggywant.com slash four zero and checking out the show notes. As always, if you have any questions or feedback, please email me at scott at contentacademy.com or go to the bloggywant.com and check out everything we have to offer. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you're hearing, please consider leaving a five-star review and share this with someone who you think will find value in this content. That's it for this episode. See you later.